You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. All right. What do you think? I don't know. It's the Super Bowl halftime show. I missed it. I haven't watched it yet. This oh. is Justin. Yeah, this okay, is- okay, I'm hearing it now. Done. You gotta turn up your headphone. Oh, that's what that knob was. Yeah, that's what that knob is. I've always wondered why you were dancing to things that I wasn't hearing. Now I understand. Hey, good morning. It's morning. morning. Hey, Dick. Morning, Skippy. Morning. Hope everyone's doing okay this morning. It is Tuesday. It's 9.08 right now. We're going to be here till about 11 o'clock. You are listening to Mornings with Lone Star. Brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Our bumper music today is Justin Timberlake's Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show from this year's Super Bowl. If you really like it a lot, you can watch it on his uh, YouTube channel, Justin Timberlake's. I bet that was the trade-off. I'll do it for free if I can get all these views. Right now, it's currently at 3 million views. And uh, the up, the thumbs-up, thumbs-down ratio is very favorable to uh, Justin. And you know I was thinking while watching this? I was like, what's this guy going to do when he's like 60? <laughs> do you think he's going to keep being like Mick Jagger kind of thing? Yeah. Where he just somehow gets this health regi- regiment going and where he just eats plants? Yeah, look at the Mick Jaggers and the Roger Daltries of the world where they said, don't trust anyone over 30. You know, if if we're if we end up being, being some like lane, a Vegas lounge act when we're sixty, shoot us, and you know, one day you actually become that age, and you go, oops. So yeah, I think Justin will will segue just nicely, um, and uh, yeah, his years. Uh, it's just it's funny. Have you noticed that all these hard rockers have all their hair? That can't be a coincidence. Well, I also think they have somebody who's. Uh, like a, a signed person who does everything for them. So like, oh, your hair's looking a little thin. I'll show you some tricks to thick it out. <laughs> your hair's they, looking a they little thin. They don't have to worry about Here's that. Here's a cadaver stuff. with your hair type. We're I, would gonna, not, we're scalp I honestly it. would not be surprised. <laughs> we're going to scalp the cadaver so. and, and, and transplant it to your head. Uh, yeah, I, I think the only one who's kind of iffy on this is uh, uh, Brett Michaels because he's always wearing the bandana. Yes. Uh but other than that, I mean, well, no, there's a couple. There's several other ones that wear bandanas. Well, like, yeah, like the guy from Guns and Roses, Axel always. Rose. But he, that, that's more of. A, I mean, Brett Michaels. You never, ever, ever, never see him without. Yeah, I don't ever see Axl Rose without it. I haven't seen Axl Rose though in years. I no. Well, but yeah. So yeah, I think that that, that is funny. I, I can just imagine uh, Justin Timberlake with a dad bod. And receding hairline. Well, no, I was just sit back. Well, it's just music and stuff. I mean, it involves you know half of it is dancing. I feel like, mm-hmm. and it's just but he either needs to change his genre or he needs to just work out every day. I think he'll hold on to that as long as possible. Look at uh, you know the older uh, J Lo, who's not a spring chicken anymore, or or Cher even. You know, can still do. No, J Lo looks exactly the same. 
Jared is not. We know that. Oh, one, I'm, sure. ta- I'm not talking looks. I'm talking dance, ability to dance. Oh, Cher, I never knew Cher to dance. I thought she was just kind of like, they lift her up while she sings. <laughs> That's uh, what I thought. It's always tougher on the woman. What what was it that Ginger Rogers said about dancing with uh, Fred Astaire? She was very good natured about it, but she said, I have to do everything he does, but backwards and high heels. Yeah. So hats off to the, the ladies who, who dance hard. Yeah, well, we'll see what Justin looks like in another 10 years yeah, well, and stuff. Well, right now in Conroe, it's 59 degrees outside. There's a 15% chance of rain. It is raining right now if you're out and about. So if you're being safe, uh, the wind's up to four miles an hour. Your high today is going to be 68. Low is going to be around 43. And the weather's going to get worse tomorrow. So there's your weather report for Conroe. Well, we can kind of segue from the weather report. Uh, comparing Stephen King, uh, sorry, John Carpenter's The Fog. Yeah. To Stephen King's The Mist. And you can choose any, you know, The Fog was a movie. So let's go with The, the Mist movie. Which one do you think? I don't, I, you know, what's funny is now that you said there's two of them, I don't know which one I've seen. The Fog is the I one. Because I doubt I've seen both of them. Okay, The Fog is the one where it's a coastal town, Adrian Barbeau, The Fog comes. No, I've not seen that one because that's the older one. That was yeah. made in the late 80s. So yeah. It? Yeah, I did not see that one. I know you're talking about. I know the poster. That one scared the snot out of me as a kid, and it still does. I love it. It's so hokey, uh, but just wonderful ending. John Carpenter, I always felt that John Carpenter did like Spielberg-level movies, but on a Roger Corman budget. You know that that yeah, he just liked making movies. He just liked making movies, and it so. showed. So the fog was awesome. Had Adrian Barbeau in it, so that's a that's a definite. I feel plus. at one point uh, when Steven Sewer won an Oscar, like he got really had a big ego. I feel like if you just read what he decides to do with his projects and like what he does with his production companies, mm-hmm. it really it, it's really funny to see what he puts his name on and what exactly he does with it. Like because I like reading the history of like say the Back to the Future which he's known for as a producer, and he kind of told everyone what to do at the very beginning, and then he disappeared. And then a lot of the things would have been different if he stuck around, basically. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. It it is, because it's like, when I direct a show, I like to tell actors, I don't mind big egos as long as they're earned. You know, there's a difference between having a big ego and being an egotist. Yeah. And... Because it's like a doctor. My mother's always been, I don't like that doctor. He just thinks he's God. He doesn't have any bedside manner. It's like, he's the number one surgeon in his field. I want someone to think he can outdo God if he's operating on me. I, I don't care about his bedside manner. Um, and, and so same thing with actors. If you have, if you, you know, if you're casting a production that I do, have a big ego because I'm really picky about who I cast. But if, don't be don't be a poopy head about it. You know, no, no, no poopy out. heads, man. No, no poopy heads in my casts. But uh, so Spielberg, I think it's kind of kind of earned his ego because well, he ate the dirt. Night Gallery, Duel, Jaws, you know, he worked his way up. Well, I mean, it's happening right now. Uh, if you haven't haven't seen Quentin Tarantino in the in the, the Hollywood world, <laughs> he's getting he's getting some flack, and it's it's one of the stories that no one really knows about. But you haven't seen it. But apparently, fifteen years ago, there was a scene filmed for the movie Kill Bill where Uma Thurman was in a car. Now, the more and more I read about what happened, it's really funny to me because I was reading – he came out with a statement today, and I forgot what magazine it was in or whatever. Uh, but basically, she got in a wreck, mm-hmm. and she said she was kind of pressured to be in the shot and from Harvey Weinstein and from the producers, and it really wasn't Quentin Tarantino. But then another thing came out that like on one of the scenes where uh, – 
Madison's character, who uh, what's his name? I forget. Michael Madison. Michael Madison's character was Bud. was like choking her and spitting on her. Uh-huh. Well, that was in reality who actually did that was Quentin Tarantino. So they try to spin this whole thing about Quentin Tarantino really deeply hated Uma Thurman and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. Well, this is one thing I don't understand. I wish someone who, who knows this. So basically, she had this horrible wreck. It was on. It was caught on film, and she really hurt herself. And they like they hid the film from her. That was the conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it got recently released, so you can check it out and see how bad the crash was. Well, what's interesting to me is I've realized it wasn't supposed to be a crash scene, right? Basically, Emma Thurman can't drive. Yeah, it was supposed to be just a, a drive past yeah. the camera scene. Yeah, and uh, what's funny to me is at first, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, she actually made her do like a crash scene? That's crazy. <laughs> like, no one would ever let her do that. But apparently it was just like a dirt road somewhere in Mexico, and Uma Thurman had a license. She said that she didn't feel comfortable driving, and then you, then you learn like she doesn't like to drive. So I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, what is, what's going on here? And I can't imagine how bad the director felt at that time where it's like, oh, we're just driving down this road. You'll be fine. I mean, it's a road. Big people drive it, you know, on it. And then all of a sudden she runs into a tree. So I don't know. The full story is kind of puzzling to me because at first it's like, oh, man, it's really cruel to make her drive in a car that's going to be in an accident and, like, say, I want you to do it. And then it was hide the footage and tell no one. And originally, from what I how I read it is that Uma, uh, you know, felt that Tarantino was complicit to some extent, but has forgiven him or has lessened her view on him. And- well, I mean, it's it's like I said, it's, it's that dog eat dog world there right now. And then you learn, like, especially when it's when I found out that she didn't, she was just driving down a road, and it, like, so technically they didn't say it in the article, but technically she caused the accident. Like, she was the one at fault, the yeah. reason why she got her. It wasn't because, oh, they put the tree there so she could hit it. Like, she just doesn't know how to drive, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean. And there are just so many films where the stunt double does so much, even, even like driving down the street, because uh, you never know. Or body doubles for, you know, for the hands. Like, you know, Tarantino's hands were around her neck uh, instead of Michael Madsen's. I don't know who, man, I don't know what would make me more scared, Michael Madsen well, what's or— what's funny is when people were giving him a hard time about spitting in their face, he basically—his argument was, he goes, we had to do the scene. Somebody had to do it, and I didn't feel comfortable with anyone else doing it because of the relationship with Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, you know, she he had to earn her trust to do the scene because he didn't want any other actor because he couldn't ask that of any other actor to spit and choke on somebody and— so the director, of course, takes that responsibility. In a mm-hmm. sense, it's taking the responsibility. Because I imagine there's scenes in movies that made me think, you know, that, that are so cruel. Real, like, you know, the you know, rape scenes, the death scenes, like, and then just, you know, you're asking, hey, can you execute this scene for me? And every director has has their, their, their flavor, as it were. And for the most part, there has to be a... Um, a sense of trust between, you know, the, the cast and crew and the director. And I think Uma and Quentin had that because, you know, you know, they created the bride together. They created the story together. There's a history. But you look at uh, Billy Freakin, William Freakin, who directed The Exorcist. And he was already well known for doing stuff like uh, he wanted this priest to flinch. Um, and the priest wasn't flinching to his satisfaction. So he had someone get a gun, fill it with blanks. And stood just off camera and started shooting the gun without telling the guy playing the priest to make him flinch. 
or uh, an, an, another scene, he wanted to get more of a reaction from an actor. So he walked up to slap the actor as hard as he could across the face and then said, okay, roll the camera. And then he caused actual body damage to Ellen Bernstein by hooking up to a, a, a rig to make her fly backwards. And she flew back once, and he's like, okay, we're going to do it again one more time just like that. And he told the guy pulling the rope, do it like three times as hard. And pulled so hard, and this is the one that ended up in the film, she smashes into this furniture and actually hurt her back for years after that. So, you know, that's that's taking it. You know, Freakin' is, is to me, up there along with people who abuse their power. Uh, you don't have to hurt your or, or deceive your actors to get stuff out of them necessarily well i mean i encourage everyone to check out the video i don't know if you've I want, seen it i haven't it. seen it yet but like i, I read said the story. Like, she's just driving down this kind of it's one of those scenes where it's a dirt road and there's a bunch of trees to your left and right probably driving and to she, the guy near the end where's bill that well, scene i don't uh yeah maybe and then uh she just loses control and goes into a tree because when you when you hear the story, you think because she tries to claim there's negligence almost to the level of, of criminal negligence, and well, it's like putting a twelve year old behind a wheel. If you can't drive or you don't feel comfortable driving, you know the age has nothing to do with it. If they put her behind the wheel and she didn't want it, then mm -hmm. <clears throat> here's another. Speaking of which, check this out. So when I was a little kid, I once had like this you know daydream that I was on a school bus with my friends, and the the, the bus driver had like a heart attack or something. And I hopped behind the wheel and miraculously saved the bus. And all the kids thought I was cool because I was really nerdy back then. So I would daydream about hero stories like that. Well, this happened for real here in Texas. Two Texas medical students sprang into action uh, and got at a school bus to safety after uh, they noticed that the, do uh, the driver was suffering a medical emergency. So don't you wish, doesn't Uma Thurman wish that they weren't in the car with her? They could have, they could have saved her. Uh, but he missed a turn, went into a ditch. Um, uh, that's when the, the kids thought, okay, something's wrong with him. Uh, so they actually got behind the wheel, turned on the flashes, flashers, and guided the bus. Little little hero action there. And uh, I was just segueing from that. From that was the a horrible segue. Thing. Well, you know. Horrible. They, a, a they segue, could run to the same tree. A segue, hey, Justin, play me a song from the Super Bowl. And then we can listen to it, and then we go to a break. Okay. That's what. That's a segue. Is right that a there. segue? <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, we have we have more stuff coming your way. Morning's a lone star. Just kidding with Skippy over here. <laughs> Feel free to call in at any time. Nine three six six four seven three seven seven six. We're brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. Special thanks to those guys. We're here till eleven. So make sure to reach out to us. You're listening, Morning's a lone star. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002. 
offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Welcome back to the post Super Bowl halftime show. No, <laughs> Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, 925. We got our music break coming up next. If you got a song request for us, we can always slot it in. We play tunes at the top and bottom of every hour. And uh, you can call in 936-647-3776 or message on Facebook, Morning's Lone Star. We don't have a special guest today, so that means you can be our special guest. Let's interview each other as guests and see what happens. No, not, not right now. Okay. But uh, yeah, so the... The next thing on the list, and I know we talked about this before, is the winner of the Powerball jackpot is files to stay anonymous despite the state rules. I know we kind of mentioned something. There's a a loophole where and where we talked about if I won, what would I do? How do I not let anyone know I have it? And you said there was a a, a stipulation of some sort is if you wanted to put it in a trust mm-hmm. for your family. And take the money on like a week-to-week basis instead of like a large sum, you could do that. But you had to do it very beginning. Like you couldn't tell anyone you won or anything like that. Correct. And for this, uh, the particulars for the New Hampshire law, because I read this because this is very fascinating to me because I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Uh, the second she signed her name on the ticket. Yeah. Yeah, because under the new – uh, they really need to rename New Hampshire because they make it look like it's the new – Law in New Hampshire. So, <laughs> New Hampshire uh, law. In the uh, state of Hampshire, we have yeah. this. And uh, apparently it reads, a lottery winner's name, town, and prize amount are public information. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So w- what what she should have done, and of course, you know, this poor woman had no way of knowing. It's you set up a trust, with, you know, through a lawyer, through a law firm. And it could be, you know— Lotto Winner Trust of New Hampshire Incorporated, something you know, something like that. Didn't have to have your name, and then the trust signs the ticket, so it's the name of the trust on the ticket, and that would have covered her. So I feel for this woman, and because uh, she she's like, I I live in a small town. I don't want to be known as the lady who won the lottery for the rest of my life. I'm going to get hounded. People have been murdered. Well, I, what's interesting, you didn't you didn't say though, but their law conflicts with the other laws surrounding the other states mm-hmm. so she can't do it in a trust oh yes new hampshire oh i yes. missed that then no no, that no, must no, be an no. well no new hampshire does allow it but since she signed the ticket that when you like you said that when you sign that ticket and the rule is if you sign that ticket your information's public 
Yeah, well, then only that person can cash the ticket. Yes. Whoever signature is so on. So that's when that. So they both conflict each other because she can't and remain anonymous, and at the same time, she can't put it into a trust because to claim the ticket, she had to put her name on it. Well, to cash it in, what what happens before you sign the ticket? You set up the trust, then you sign the ticket with the trust. Yeah. She probably didn't know that. Uh, yeah, no one knows that. And they, the lottery commission doesn't go out of the way to tell you that because they're banking on the fact that you're 80 years old when you win the lottery and you're not going to get 20 years worth of thing because uh, the only way, and that's the, setting up a trust is the only way it doesn't die with you. And that's w the conversation we were having the other day. That was the context we were in is that, it, you know, if I won the lottery and I got 20 years of payments and then I died next year, that's it. You know, they keep the other 19 years worth of payments uh, unless I set up a trust. And said, okay, yeah. you know, money comes in and goes to so-and-so. Well, it's kind of funny to me because they're basically saying that under the New Hampshire laws, the, there's another law there. It's called the Right to Know Information Whatever Act. And mm -hmm. that's what they're basically they're saying is anyone could go to the lawmakers and go file a piece of paper saying, I want to know who won this, who won this money from this th from this thing. Mm -hmm. And they, they have to – they're legally required to give them that information. And I believe that that is a proper law. That's how you can not cheat on your taxes or something. You, you know, that's what I'm saying. There's no right or wrong answer to this. I, there was a law in place for this woman to say, okay, you can be anonymous, but unfortunately it's too late. You signed the ticket. So that, that that's what messed that up. Hopefully they'll work with it because, you know, there's, there is, I'm not saying it's a trend, but there have been some situations where lottery winners have been murdered because bad guys knew who they were. Mm -hmm. now, this one guy, he only won like, you know, half a million only, you know, I say that in quotation marks. He only had crumbs, but uh, some guys broke into the house, tied him up and made, you know, he was pleading for his life and they murdered him for his money. Uh, this other, someone won $20 million and his, ex-fiance and her boyfriend or something, you know, murdered him, killed him. And so there's no protection. And that's why this woman is, is rightfully scared. She's like, she could end up dead over this. Yeah. This is $500 million. Now, let's put it like this. If she, so the IRS takes out 40% just right off the top. It's not like you get to pay it off later. It's so first off, if she did 560 million and if she did the cash option, they cut that in half. So it's what, 280? So there's 280 million. Then the IRS lops off, you know, 40%. Or actually, they lopped off the, the full amount. But that would be um, uh, 7 million. So two, basically 200. She's probably walking away with almost a quarter million dollars. Yeah. Or a quarter billion dollars. Billion, yeah. right. 250 million, maybe even 200 million. That's nothing to sneeze at. And so, I, yeah, I would, here's the thing. I'd say, okay, it's me, but then I'd buy the state <laughs> or just buy a big, you know, big old compound and just say sorry. And I feel for her. Because here's the thing. She is seriously, if I'm reading this right, she is contemplating not accepting it, not accepting the win. She must have that pass. Man. Oh, man. Uh, man, no, I, I, <laughs> but lady, take the money and figure it out tomorrow. Trust me, it's a lot easier to deal with life with a lot of money in the bank account. Yeah, that's true. And then why can't you just put it in your bank account and then put it in a trust? Oh, no, she can put it in the trust. And that's the, that's the whole thing. In fact, for protection, that's what you'd want to do. Because if I put it in the bank account, I'm going to get robbed every other day. Uh, hacker is going to try to hit my account. My yeah, credit card is going to get scammed. Just go to Bitcoin. That's what, that's what I recommend. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting seeing that. Because I know a while back we talked about the uh, if you won the lottery, what would you do? So word to the wise, if you win the lottery, don't sign the ticket. 
get it. Talk put, to a lawyer. Talk just, to your lawyer. First thing you do, talk to a lawyer and, and say, I want hypothetically, if I won the lottery, what? And let them follow their the rule. Yeah. Hey, when we come back, we'll talk about another Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Justin to Kelly? No. What Justin are you going to talk about? Trudeau. Okay, cool. The guy from Canada. Sweet. Uh-huh. Uh, we also, we got more stuff coming your way. We're going to do a music break. It's 932. Mornings with Lone Star here on Lone Star Community Radio. Your morning radio show. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Hey, Hey, Dick. Dave. I am bringing sexy back. Yeah, I believe it. I wouldn't, I could not resist me. Welcome back, Moines Lone Star. You know, I'm an Oregon donor because I know people cannot resist a piece of this. Yeah. Guaranteed. I'm making Dick a little nauseous this morning. Hey, you know what we need? We, we have, what we haven't had in a while? Tacos? Working tacos. Yeah. I was, talking, I was talking with a colleague yesterday about that. He's like, your tacos are working? Yes, they are working tacos. Trust me on this one. So if you're listening in, working taco people, you know who you are, and we will be paying you a visit soon enough. So I promised we were going to talk about another Justin uh, when we came back from break. Yeah. Justin Trudeau, Canadian Prime Minister. You know, Canada's gone through this... Uh, uh, enlightenment period where they're 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 gender neutralizing some stuff. They've even changed the lyrics to their national anthem. To, uh, there was a line something about like uh, calling up all our sons, and now it's calling up everyone. And I get that. You know, I'm not opposed to that. Uh, our own a pledge of allegiance has changed many times over the years. In fact, the under God part was added. I think the 1950s. Before that, they didn't have it. So we've had it. We haven't had it. You know, there's always this big. Big stink, but you, you know, stuff adapts. Uh, you know, you, you retranslate something. God knows from, you know, like you take the current Bible and compare it to the Bible of 500 years ago, you got a different language all around, you, you know, so it's part of the deal. 
But Trudeau's holding this town hall meeting and people asking, you know, questions. And a woman, and let me iterate this, a woman was asking him a question <clears throat> that included the word mankind. Basically, don't you think we can do this for the sake of mankind? <clears throat> At which point, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau stopped her and corrected her saying, actually, we prefer to say humankind. We're trying to become more inclusive. So a man tells a woman not to use a masculine term. That makes me half cringe, half smile, Dick. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I feel like it's one of those things that's overblown. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, did anyone laugh? Because I can see that being a joke. No. I easily it, being a joke. I, I thought so, too, when I read it. Apparently, he, he was serious. Because remember, he's the one that just uh, did the initiative to change the national anthem lyrics. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with inclusiveness. I get it. But to correct, in other words, it's you can't have your own mindset anymore. This woman may, in her own mind, want to have mankind, womankind, humankind, whatever. And also for... Millennia, we've been saying mankind. So yeah. it's not like overnight you can suddenly change it. And to suddenly, with him correcting her, he's saying my way, not your way. And that's where my problem is. It's, it's oh, we, we, we include everybody unless you don't agree with our decision to include everybody. And I think that's, that's the issue. Well, I mean, different countries are going to do things differently. Just yeah. don't go there. Well, how am I going to dodge the draft now? Where am I going to go? Mean, I but I feel like this is like again. I don't know. It's it's. Why would this be surprising? To have a world leader mansplain to a woman. I mean, if you're trying to change, make changes, start with yourself. Oh, right? oh, well, let me put it in context, and let's put it in the, in the media's hands here. What if what if this had been not Gary uh, Justin Trudeau, Gary Trudeau, Gary Trudeau? Sorry. Uh, well, just, well, if it was anybody, I mean, it's no. kind of, it's kind of funny that you know people kind is even a word. I wouldn't you could say people well, kind. There are people who want to take uh, like out of um, a women. They want to spell it with a Y, W-O-M-Y-N, because they want to get the men out of women. Uh, it's, uh, well, I mean, at one point, you're going to upset the foundation of like the science department, basically. And with all this kind of social correction, because, mm -hmm. I mean, mankind, humanity. You That's know. what I'm saying. For, for millennia, we've used this, this, this is the basis of it. So... There, there, you know, we can swap, we, we can evolve down the down the line, we can add words, but stop telling people who have a previous mindset that they're wrong, in my humble opinion. And honestly, you know, Justin Trudeau did this, and people are like, oh, yeah, progressive. What, what if it had been our president telling a woman, correcting her grammar, and actually not even correcting it, but imposing his grammar will on her? Uh, there'd be a, a firestorm going on right now. Well, it is kind of funny that you'd find that word offensive. That's my whole point. It's, so. it's, uh, someone who says mankind means absolutely nothing wrong by it. There's a difference between implying and inferring. Yeah. When I tell you something that's implying, you know, I'm implying it. It's How big, you take big, it. Big nothing burger. A big old nothing burger. It, it would be, except it was the prime minister. Yeah, that's kind of funny. But, you know, if it had been that, some, that, I bet a lot of people left that day with a bad taste in their mouth. Like, really, guy? Like, mm -hmm. oh. Even this woman, well, I got to talk to the prime minister. Well, how was it? Well, he told me I was wrong for saying mankind. Yeah. Do we, we do we now go up back to the moon and change the plaque? That's one small step for a person, one giant leap for person kind? I mean, seriously, it's on the moon. How can it be wrong? I don't know. 
Save me, Dick. Well, I mean, we're we're soon going to be having the first people on Mars, and they will never be Earthlings, right? So, man, I hope that happens in my lifetime. That would be. But cool. you know, if you really want to be part of that world, did you know you can buy SpaceX stuff, like coffee mugs? No, like old ships, like uh, used rocket. Gently used SpaceX <laughs> rocket is for sale on Craigslist. Bring your own tugboat. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Oh, that's great. How much? Um, it's an orbital launch vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's on sale for $9.9 million. Oh, I'm a little short. Our best short. offer. Our best offer? <laughs> I got like... And they accept cryptocurrency. So, I mean... Oh, that's beautiful. I'm a little short, so I can't buy this one. I remember... Um, the, I don't know if it's real or not, but I mean, it's on Craigslist. Then how can it be false? Actually, back in the uh, 90s, when after DeLorean had folded as a company... Um, but they had the website going for parts and stuff. They actually had as a gag on the official website, the flux capacitor for like $45 million. And I, I, cause I remember I actually went there. I heard about it. This is before the days of the internet was big. So you, you'd hear stuff and you'd have to look it up. And it's actually there. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, Dick, it's, how much money you got on you? Let's well, what's great about order. it is it's sitting there at Port Canaveral. So it's like you really do have to have a boat, tugboat, to, yeah. tugboat to get it, and it makes me think of all these things that are huge to us, like going to space and just the amount of of trash that comes afterwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's kind of funny to me. That's like, <laughs> hey, what do we do with this thing? It's only a couple years old. Nine X Merlin engines and capable of producing twenty k pounds of <laughs> thrust. Uh, well, let's just sell it on Craigslist. That's so. awesome. That is beautiful. I, I would, you know, if I had 9.8, I'd, I'd actually, million, I'd actually I figured, think about I figured that. you enjoy that. And it's available <laughs> right now, guys. I'm, it's, for, it's for real. I'm on the Craigslist. Act now. So it's <laughs> Operators there. Operators are standing by. You know what, uh, you know, speaking of things that aren't for sale. Mm, my love? No. Uh, there's been a big retail push to stop selling CDs. Isn't Best Buy? Like- yeah, Best Buy is the first one to make the plan to shift it out. Uh, Target is talking about doing the same. Uh, and I don't know where they're going to go from that. And I, mean, I don't really know anyone that really buys CDs anymore. So There are those who will. And it's, it's like vinyl. Is it all vinyl? Said, well, vinyl's making a comeback. It's, uh, well, cassette tapes went the way of the dinosaur. And I, well, that's, and I because, that. that's because cassette tapes did, uh, lose its quality over time. Well, so do so do CDs, believe it or not. Especially so. if you if you burn your own, they last less than a, a cassette would, uh, for less amount of time and less plays. Uh, it's just technology advances, but there will always be people with eight tracks, with cassettes, with reel to reel, vinyl. Vinyl's making a comeback. Uh, I've got to find needles on my old turntable because I've got apparently quite the collection. And then of course, uh, uh, CDs are next. Remember the Men in Black movie where they had the little small. CD said, oh, this will be the next one. We're going to release it in like 10 years. Yeah, they lied. Well, what's interesting is it's shifting in the retail world is uh, basically Target and Best Buy, they're doing a consignment deal. Their deals are ending with their providers, basically. So they, for example, they agree to do vinyls and record players for the next two years, and then they don't know where they're going after that. Target is now basically saying, hey, we'll sell your DVDs and your CDs, but on consignment. So it will pay you if they sell it, basically. Oh, okay. 
And uh, which, I mean, I don't know about, you know, how much space those things take and especially people who buy the, you know, the $5 DVDs when they're exiting. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like there's still going to be some people buying DVDs. Always. And, you know, you got the grand, the new grandpas and grandmas who are now hitting that age and they see a movie. Well, in another five or ten years, it'll be the thing for the kids, the retro stuff. Look at um, Polaroid. Polaroid was about to fold. I mean, they're like, we're out of here. You know, we're, we stopped making the film. In fact, that's, I remember that they stopped making the film. There's like, what, you know, whatever film is out there, once it's gone, Polaroid's gone. And all of a sudden, someone came up with an idea that you could hook up a little Polaroid printer onto your iPhone. Now, you know, Polaroid, because people realize sometimes you need an instant picture right then and there. And so Polaroid was able to salvage it. But yeah, they're always, uh, that's probably why they're doing these two-year deals. Okay, for the next two years, we're going to do that because in two years, it may be CDs are back. Mm-hmm. So inter- very interesting. Well, I mean, I also see that the Amazon warehouse being kind of where they're all going to go, and they're going to mm. just sell it because we didn't get that. We're out of the running for that one. You heard about uh, Amazon is building a second headquarters, a huge warehouse oh, yeah. thing, and uh, Houston was on the list as you know the, the the early list. It got taken off, but Austin, I think, is still on the short list. Interesting. No, I, mean, I don't really care about that stuff. Yeah, well, you know, it's not like Houston's going to be hurting. We we have sports franchises, energy, medical. And we're earning and we're winning things. I mean, uh, yeah, oh, that's man. That's right. Oh, man. Well, uh, it is around that time. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. It's 9.52. We'll be right back. We're going to do a short sponsored break. If you want to call in anytime, 936-647-3776. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net. Or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order.
Welcome back, Morning's Lone Star. We're here for a couple minutes till our music break. Call in at any time, 936-647-3776. Having fun with Justin Timberlake with the post-game Super Bowl show. Again, mediocre. Uh, I think it was just... I'm surprised he didn't release like a, a Greatest Hits album right afterwards. And like he holds it up. He's like, buy my album. Uh, but you can no check it out. No tell. The, the Super Bowl halftime collection. Well, I mean, I, I want to hear something positive for somebody about the Super Bowl because I know the game itself was very enjoyable but I mean they they were down like this is the eight year low and I know NBC's they try to use this as a launch pad for this Friday's Olympics starting and <laughs> they uh, failed miserably I think the Olympics if you if you search the word Olympics the big story right now uh, is the guy who's going to jail for 125 years for oh, yeah, molesting. Yeah. So it's not positive, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And then... Uh, well, this is what cracks me up about the Olympics. It does put some stuff in perspective. First off, we're going to see how many people do not kneel for their country's anthem. It's number one. In other words, no one's going to yeah. protest. Well, you know, we were talking off the air, and this seems to be ever since really like what really started was the 2016 election. And I would love to get people's insight on this because I started noticing everyone's really battling on the ethical line. Like what is ethical today? Mm-hmm. What isn't ethical? And then a lot of folks are either kind of going back, oh, 2,000 years ago, this is what we used to do. And now really our social policies are just bashing heads with different countries. Mm-hmm. And we're really getting to that point where we're either going to build a new thing or we're going to continue doing something that a lot of people don't like. And just depends on who, who really is the stronger, I guess, who survives. <laughs> who I survives? Know. I mean, there's not a thunder. There's not, there's not a thunderdome, is there, that we could decide uh, this? That would be awesome. But there's, uh, you know, with the Olympics committee, you know, not only is it going to have like you have each country is 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 uh, patriotic in its own way, even uh, even under tyranny, let's say like North Korea, where they're terrified to protest. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, there will be will be no. Protest. Well, I mean, think about what you got lined up in this. The year's Winter Olympics. You got the doping Russians. And the, who non-do- who, the non-dope who, Russians who are now... Not Russian, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> officially on the sheet. Correct. They're competing by themselves. And then you have the North Korea, South Korea teams. They teamed up. And so that's kind of funny mm-hmm. because it's new. And then, you know, the, the, the polarizing differences between South and North... I mean, do you think we're going to see any reports of, oh, these North Korean athletes are... Oh, I think a lot more... Uh, I think a lot more North Korean athletes are not going to come home. <laughs> They're going to just stay south and keep keep running and then, south. Uh, yeah, and you have that. And then you have, of course, you have all these athletes who probably hate the president of the United States. So that's going to be a common thing where it's like, I'm not doing this for Trump, even though, I mean, I imagine. But that's the thing. It's if you're on the if you're on the U.S. team, it's team USA. It's not team administration. It's not yeah. team Trump, you know. And like, OK, so there are a couple of Super Bowl uh, uh, e- uh, Eagles. Who are opting not to visit the White House. Absolutely, they're right. I don't hold that against them at all. You know, I I would have felt the same way in the previous presidency. If I'd been offered, I would have been really hard-pressed to, you know, it's like once-in-a-lifetime event, but I'm not a, you know, I, I would find I th- it distasteful enough to want well, to do it. Well, see, that's where I feel it's really weird, is if you really have that, if you shield your political beliefs that close to your chest— and then you let that kind of decision based off that. I feel like that's just you're, you're going to be a fool in the end because why not? Like you don't have to actually 
go talk to the guy. You just get to go and check out. Like you get exclusive access to stuff that you would never get to do. But you have the right either. And that's the, that's the whole point. You have the right. And then the president has an equal right to say, well, you're an idiot. This is traitorous. And they're like, oh, he's, you know, this yeah. is where Hitler started. No, he's opining just like the other guys are opining. It goes both ways. Uh, so if any member of the U.S. team kneels for the national anthem, they will, on a global scale, be jeered and booed at because everyone else. Uh, the whole thing about the Olympics is for the world to come together to put aside all political. No, that would be hilarious if, they're, if they kneel for like when they win and they do the. Uh-huh. You know, when you win, they play your anthem. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, I remember it was the late sixties or the early seventies when the, the the black winners when they did the, uh, the Black Panther yeah. salute and they were immediately stripped of their medals. I, I like four seconds later, and. I thought those were some of the bravest individuals ever because they believed in it. They knew what was going to happen, but it wasn't. They did it with respect in their own way. You know, they didn't riot. They didn't say screw America anything. They just stood there and, and you know lowered the heads and raised raised their fists, um, knowing they were going to be stripped. They believed in their their cause. And so that took a lot of courage. Nowadays, I'm going to well, kneel because everyone else is well, kneeling. Well, that's what's interesting about this that scenario is I'd be, I would like to see 10 years later, 15 years later, do we look back at that as the turning point or we look at that as just another building block that brought us to this conclusion? Because mm, that, mm-hmm. that there is some documentaries about that runner who did that. Mm-hmm. And it was – and there's, of course – People now are recognizing them, you know, after so many years later. Yeah, always history always kind of evens out after a few years. But the whole kneeling thing came from hands up, don't shoot, which didn't actually happen. And so 10 years from now. Well, that's what I'm saying, like 10 years. They're going to look back and say. Well, I mean, I think the media, that's the issue with the media is they keep building on this this thinking. So they're like, if we just say it enough and when people refer back to it, they can't find anything that's wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely agreed. The other thing about it's funny about the Olympics is that no one's complaining about a lack of a, a inclusiveness. You know, no one's saying, hey, there aren't enough Hispanics represented in North Korea. Why not enforcing that? Uh, have you noticed that? There aren't enough dark-haired people in, in the Swedish team. Why so white? Yeah, why are you— Hashtag. Oh, uh, why is Sweden so white? You know, they need to be— ex- <laughs> I mean, We're the only country that's held to that. Literally, the only country in the universe yeah, that's held to that it's standard. Part of it. It's part of it. But uh, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star. It's 10.02. We got one more hour left. We have a full lineup today, folks. It's going to be a lot of fun here on Lone Star Community Radio. It's 58 degrees outside, and rain is coming our way. It's going to continue to be here throughout the day. Uh, also, want to let you guys know that tomorrow is going to be even worse. Ugh. High today, 67. Low today, 42. We're going to do a song break. Again, call in at any time, 936-647-3776. You can find that contact info at IRLoneStar.com or feel free to message us on Facebook. Morning's a Lone Star. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936 936- 
866-766-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. All right, thanks Justin. Thank you. Welcome back, Warren's Lone Star here on IRLoneStar.com and Connors FM 104.5, 106.1. Hang out in the studio. It's me and Skippy. We're here till about 11 o'clock. And then, of course, the Conroe, Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce with their monthly edition of Chamber Chat. Chamber Chat. And then full lineup, IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. We are Montgomery County's community radio station. Good morning, everybody. We've been enjoying this Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show with Justin Timberlake just so we can give Skippy a little taste of what he missed. But outside that, you know who's going to be missed? Who's going to be missed, Dick? Uh, the beloved Frasier star. That's right. John Mahoney died at 77 the other day. And uh, he's got an interesting story. Really? Yes. He didn't start acting until he was 31 years old. Wow. That reminds me of um, uh, Catherine Wooston who played Mrs. Landingham in the West Wing and some other stuff. Uh, she didn't even get started until she was like 50-something years old. And, uh, yeah, he died, and uh, I think it was natural causes. It wasn't something that was like— Died at 77, I believe, mm-hmm. and just— uh, Yeah, it was a shame, a good guy, well-loved uh, by everyone, he was good acting. I, he was also in—what um, was that movie? Moonstruck. He, so he was like a king of— Say Anything. Say he was Anything. The, uh, Man, that movie had so many weird turns to it. He was the dad who uh-huh. went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some weird stuff. But, uh, yeah, he will be missed. Uh, John Mahoney, good actor. And I, I liked how the others uh, uh, were talking nicely about him. It's, it's nice, you know, when you pass, people can say, well, for what he was, he wasn't so bad. I mean, when they can say he was a great guy. Well, what do you think made the show Frasier so popular? Because that show was on for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And it really was the staple at the time for, like, you know, when, when there's the golden age of television for the new age. Right. It was like part of the must-see TV block. Yeah. Uh, along with Cheers, Night Court, Cosby Show. Uh, I think it spoke to people because Fraser Crane was the anti-hero. He was a snob. He was elitist. He was not, uh, you know, he's not Ted Danson. He's not tall and young and good-looking and a womanizer. He had tons of insecurities. He would push people away. He was very relatable. Uh, that they didn't have 
the sexual tension between him and um, uh, Perry Gilpin, Roz, his his producer, uh, that they had, you know, they were able to read the love story between the the housekeeper Daphne and and Niles uh, that this dog would make people laugh. So you know, it was like they they knew what worked and what didn't. This is a funny thing. I was talking with uh, Mrs. Skippy when we were uh, you know before we got married, and I was we were discussing the you know the freebie that you know some married couples. You know, play the freebie game, which is where if someone knocked on your door. Yeah. And, you know. You always talk about this. So it's yeah. like every day you're thinking, I hope it's today. I hope it's today. You know, Helen Mirren, I'm still waiting, just saying. But hers was, my wife's was, Kelsey Grammer. Okay. That, and I'm like, of all the of all the people in the universe, you're choosing Fraser Crane to be the guy you'd run off with. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And. Yeah, he's like he's intelligent, he's snarky, and he's this and that. And apparently, he just reached people, you know, especially so it was the female quotient. Well, I mean, people really think Vin Diesel's attractive, so I mean, you got that. I mean, that's kind of one of those. What I would not date Vin Diesel. Sorry, man. You would? Why not? Um, too too much of a man. Well, Frazier was on the air from 1993 to 2004. Uh, it is one of those TV shows that had a lot of influence on people, especially Kelsey Grammer's entire career is based off Frasier, I would say. Well, cheers into Frasier. Well, I mean, I would say Frasier first. Well, Frasier came after. It was Frasier was a spin. I know, but like people would know him from. And well, he was popular probably, enough to get Frasier, and he, they probably didn't know Frasier was from Cheers. At the time, we did because it was the sequel series. Yeah, um, they, they, they liked his character. And think about oh, who, no one else. From which, Cheers got well, their own show. Which bothered me a little bit because you think they would have some throwback. They had a couple of episodes where, like, the Cheers group came to visit him. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, near the end, in fact, that's where... Uh, Did he ever go back to the bar? I don't think he ever went back, but the, they resolved... that takes place different in a different area, right? Yeah, the bar was in Boston. Yeah. And the whole thing about Frazier, he moves to Seattle See- literally across... It's like Sleepless in Seattle, you know, on mm-hmm. the other end of the country. And because he needed a fresh break after his divorce from Lilith. And so they did have some crossover uh, uh, um, episodes. And I remember one near the end of the series when several of the Cheers members came to to, to see him. And so, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, I, I liked it myself. I didn't watch it faithfully, but there's an, the episode where, um, Daphne is about to marry someone else, and Miles is is you know resigning himself to the fact that he's lost the true love of his life, and then she shows up on his doorstep, and it was just so you know you, you laughed, it made you think. There's a lot of serious stuff. It also was good listening to the the people calling in because they were always uh, celebrity voices. Yes, so you know you'd have like Brad Pitt or Madonna or something. You'd have to listen. Well, yeah, they, they were like- they were very clever with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing that's fun, what's interesting too, is it seems that the dog Moose. Was the same dog, mm-hmm. so uh, Moose lasted the whole uh, yeah, the whole which series. is pretty crazy. Yeah, right. Uh, here's an actor who unfortunately is not doing the the Kelsey Grammer "We Love You" thing, or John Mahoney. That's Richard Dreyfus. You hear what's happening with him? Well, I mean, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, what's he? <laughs> He's did? not what, your generation what, what of is, actor. Well, what is your? What was the last thing he did? Do you think? Well, I'm gonna look this up. Poseidon. They did this horrible version of the Poseidon Adventure, and he was in it. And he played a, a whiny old uh, gay guy. It just it came from out of nowhere. That's the last thing I know he did. I'm sure he's done stuff since then. 
I'm looking right now. I'm seeing what his last. He's in a hey, bunch of movies Dick, now. Look out the window. We have fans outside the window. I can't. Hey. Oh, okay. A young gentleman over there. And I feel like the t- today he show. He did the miniseries Madoff. He played Bernie oh, Madoff. Oh, of course. That's right. He just played Bernie Madoff. So. But what he's on the hot seat for right now. So Richard Dreyfus, who for all intents and purposes got his start as uh, uh, Hooper in Jaws and worked his way through that. And Mr. Holland and Mr. Holland's opus. <clears throat> Elliot and the Goodbye Girl uh, was uh, his son was allegedly uh, molested or assaulted by Kevin Spacey. Richard Dreyfus came out in support of his son. You know this is horrible stuff. And that's when people, some women started saying, "Hey, wait, well, this guy's grabbed me too." And so a photo's just been released. So he, she released the photos. Yeah, yeah, saying, "Oh, look, you know, he has put his hand on my." Uh, and she's going into great detail. It the fingers brushed my crack, and this. I mean, it's just like really. Way too much detail for a, a three-second hug where, yeah, he's cupping a buttock. That cannot be denied. The look on his face is completely deadpan. Like, he's not smiling. He's not happy to see her. This is not the look of a, a lecherous man who wants to cop a feel. This is the look of a guy who's like, let's get this hug over with, in, in my humble opinion. Of course, it's one snapshot, so you can't tell a person's mindset from that. But, yeah, this is uh, – I'm going to pull a dick and say – I think this might be overblown than it is. Uh, look at the photos. Well, I yourself. mean, I, I imagine she got paid for it. And of course. I think, uh, again, like he his career isn't in a sense of, you know, it's crucial that he we get this information out that he's a monster. Mm-hmm. But it's enough to where it made page six, basically, is what you're telling me. Well, it's making some top headlines right now because of the photo. This has been talking about for a few weeks, and all of a sudden the photos there, like, oh, look, I found it. He, uh, I tweeted a, eight years ago, and and he, uh, and I am by no means, you know, if there are any females listening in that think Skippy is being a misogynist pig, I am by no means in trying to lessen the impact of the Me Too movement or that women have been on the receiving end of just a lot of bad stuff over the millennia. I get it. Uh, but this is one of those, Dick, we talked a couple of weeks ago about there might be a tipping point where pe- people need to start separating the wheat from the chaff. You know, from the, the the real stuff, and for some say, oh, my life's been ruined because Richard Dreyfus cut my hiney. Um, you know, I got to be honest, I'm securing my my manhood and my heteroness, but Richard Dreyfus cut my hiney. I'd, I'd take that as a as a big plus. I'd be boasting about that one. Well, I think it's one of those situations. Just who, again, like he's not in a situation where he could be controlled by, say, the people who are severely outraged at this. Because I mean, if you think about the probably a better example would be James Franco. Because he, I think he literally got cut out of the Oscars because of between him winning that Golden Globe and the Oscars, someone came out with all the stuff about mm-hmm. him, and then it's just like, all right, there, those are accusations. We're just not going to give you a chance. Yeah, and it's the power. Of the, this is the year of the power of the accusation, and I think it's it's going to backlash. Uh, just to let you know, we got a listener who uh, is is Team Skippy on this one about uh, Kelsey Grammer. Cheers did make Kelsey Grammer. Well, of course he made it. But I'm saying if you look back and someone says, hey, do you know who Kelsey Grammer is? Oh, They're going to say, oh, the guy from Frasier, the show. Because it, well, yeah, that also because it lasted way longer yeah. than, you know, later than she So a new generation watched it. So um, that's what I meant by that. I got you. Okay, I got you. But it's so rare that someone agrees with me. I'm going to jump all over. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to jump all over that. <laughs> but uh, so, but yeah, so he passed away, which is a sad deal, and I think uh, we're back to John Mahoney now, yeah, not Richard John Dreyfus. Mahoney, yeah. Well, he's probably passed away. No, uh, and it's just gonna be an interesting deal. With the, now we're hitting that age where pretty much all our eighties and nineties 
stars who are older than Oregon because I didn't know he's only 15 years older than Kelsey Grammer. That makes sense. Yeah, because when I heard he was 77, it's like, man, that's young. Not, I mean, it's of course young to pass away, but also young. I just pictured him if if Frazier played in the 80s and 90s, and we're 20 years after that. Man, it had to be at least 80 something. But no, he's 77. So yeah, pretty crazy. But he played the the irascible old man just perfectly. You know, old man with a heart. Uh, nice stuff. And we we will miss you, John Mahoney. There you go. We're yeah. going to take a quick break here. Mornings of the Lone Stir. Uh, when we come back, we have more to talk about. And we're also have our last music break. Hope you guys are enjoying your foggy day in Conroe. And more stuff's coming up on the Lone Star Community Radio. But we will be back after this short message break. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. Hanging out in the studio, 936-647-3776. If you didn't know, there was a tsunami warning in Houston this morning. <laughs> I'm telling and, you, this is part uh, of the I didn't conspiracy. get it. Did you get it? No. I, I guess I we're didn't too far north. We don't get a lot of tsunamis in the Gulf Coast, which is why I didn't sign That's up for it. Uh, yeah, the, man, this is feeding my my conspiracy theorist beast here. So National Weather Service beast, huh? Had a, had an oopsie. Um, they uh, hit the wrong button again, or you know, not again, but uh, once again, a wrong button was hit. And those who subscribe to tsunami warnings in Houston, uh, well, that followed the Gulf Coast and uh, East Coast, got a warning, but almost immediately it was like, ah, not this is not a warning. You know, no tsunamis coming. So it was immediate and not you know, forty minutes later. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm telling you, Dick, I think this is part of the... I think they did this to say, hey, look, it can happen to everybody. Stop looking at Hawaii. Nah. No, this, no, this is a conspiracy. This is big. This is a game changer. This is this is X-Files level. 
I'm telling you. I'm latching onto this one. Because all the conspiracies, they start off relatively small and innocuous. And that's where they start blowing open. And just this one little well, one thing. of the X-Files was pretty big. It started pretty big because mm -hmm. literally an alien came to Earth. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was like the Roswell crash, you know, okay. a relatively small idea. Okay. Kind of big. I'm telling you, man, this is why now of all the times would some go, oh, we had a little glitch and, uh, you know, there's a tsunami warning. Uh, I'm telling you, it couldn't have been scripted any better. If I needed to get people's minds off of Hawaii right now and let them know that this thing happens. No one's mind is on Hawaii. Because though. it hadn't happened ever before. No one's, no one's talking about Hawaii. No, you'd be surprised, my young friend. I'm talking about Hawaii. And there are others like me that seek the truth. But think about it. If you were, I predicted that they would come up with a story that would be more plausible. But the problem with that is, so the new story they're telling, why did they lie about it to begin with? There's no reason to. It's the story you come up with it when you have three well, weeks to think about just it. Just to let you know, this is when you clicked on it, the, the thing on your phone, it said it was a test. Mm -hmm. So at least they, you know, kind of said it. Right. If you clicked on it. Well, that, that's my whole point. That this is something where, okay, you know, this investigation is going to happen. Some people are asking questions about this guy. They want to know who it is. How can we let people know that this happens more often than we think because it literally never happened before. Let's do another one, really small scale, and pick something that's not Hawaii. It didn't happen. It happened in other places. Yeah, people who who signed up for uh, 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 updates on the Gulf Coast and the East Coast, mm -hmm. and so a lot of Houstonians signed up for it. Obviously, and Galvestonians, you'd want to know if a tsunami's coming. So it's far enough away. It's it's a completely different ocean than Hawaii. So I'm telling you that you couldn't have planned well, it any better. Yeah. The truth is out there. I think I think it's an, it's amazing to me that people would neglect to put this is a test in the main first one. I think that's the craziest thing. They expect you to click on it and go go from there. But I, I mean, I guess that's just they really want to stir the pot. Maybe they wanted to check out the uh, you know after uh, Ike uh, I know after Katrina and Rita they, they realized that like people leaving Galveston were like jamming up everything I forty five. So they, they started turning like contrafilo lanes where you can move the barriers and open up the whole freeway, you know, both sides of it. I wonder if that was like a test. I wonder how bad the traffic is on for Check the traffic deck, maybe. Yeah, I can totally see <laughs> maybe that. everyone's like trying to escape the uh, the meteor coming now. But I'm glad there's not a tsunami. That's kind of nice. That's kind of well, nice. It'd be a lot more intense today. You know, we'd be having to... Drink more Conroe coffee to keep up with all the yeah, excitement. Shoot, 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 shoot. All right, guys. So uh, we got to be going back to our music break. It is 1031. So that was a short segment. But we got more coming your way. You can always call in 936-647-3776. That's 936-647-3776 to join in. We'll be right back after a couple tunes. Thanks for joining us. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisors. They're our sponsors today. And more information can be heard during our sponsored break. We'll be back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 
1-800-242-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net. Or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors. Now let's get your financial house in order. Did Justin Timberlake also do Popo's Owl? I remember that one. Was, I don't know. Uh, anyhow. Justin, know. bringing sexy back on the that. Pepsi halftime Super Bowl show that we're doing the follow-up on. Hey, it's still morning to the Lone Star. You still got Dick yeah. and Skippy here. I'm still Skippy. He's still Dick's, from what I Yay. hear. Yay! Wouldn't it be cool if we had like a Freaky Friday thing? We swap bodies just for one day. No. You don't think it'd be cool? No. I'd probably be bored. You'd no. Be, you'd be overwhelmed. You, you'd actually at the end of the day be saying, "Wow, he's not lying when he says these things." <laughs> He's not making it up. Hey, so it is still really yucky outside. There's like this huge honking fog out there and some rain mixed in with it. Uh, 63, we're going to get up like another 10 degrees on that. But yeah, it's uh, bleh, out there and I got to drive a lot today. Yeah, looking I'm outside. I'm scared. But uh, we got well, two things. We got like a national news thing and a local news thing. Yeah. Which one do you want first? Let's do uh, national. National first. Uh, the House Intelligence Committee which last week voted along party lines to release the memo, the Republican memo. The memo. The memo. Well, now the same House Intelligence Committee voted unanimously to release the Democratic response memo. Okay. That does not bode well, in my opinion, for the Democratic side. Where the Republicans go, we read it? Yeah, go on and release it. Sounds good. That would give me some severe pause for thought. Like, why are you guys so eager for our response to go? Uh, Another difference is the Republican memo was four pages long. This one is 10, 10 pages long, which means it takes the opposing side. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican, but you have one side saying something. It takes the other side twice as much to to deny it. That's not a good sign when you're having to, to describe stuff away, especially since in the original memo, the FBI and DOJ said there is nothing inaccurate in this memo. So this response is, I believe, is going to be a lot of yeah, buts. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Well, not even that. It's more of just the chaos that the media creates with it. No one really knows exactly what's going on. No one watches C-SPAN. No one cares. I, I even watch C-SPAN too from time to time when the spelling bee's on. So seriously, watch your mouth, there, Mr. Schisler. Shoot. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's I don't think it's going to bode well because there are going to be a lot of yeah buts, a lot of. But this is the big thing. It's uh, the biggest Democratic outcry for the release of the Republican menu uh, memo was uh, a national security. Oh, you know, you're you're giving away our secrets, but they got no problem releasing their own version of it. So where's where's the voice telling you, wait, national security? We shouldn't release this. I know. I think the Republicans are very eager to have a Democratic response memo released because I think it's going to kind of blow up on their face. And I think it's the primary purpose of its release is to give the media some crumbs to say, oh, yeah, well, this or that, this name was left out or something. <laughs> so I, I I can't wait to hear, to read it myself, but I think it was a brilliant move. Now, Trump has, President Trump has five days to decide if it should be released or not. It's the White House has the final say. And it will go to DOJ and FBI to, to go through the same redaction process as the original memo. And I think Trump would be not too clever if he did block it. I think he should allow it to be released. That way no one can say, oh, it's you know, conspiracy trying to hide the truth. So I'm eagerly awaiting this. And it's also, for no other reason, it is good to get both sides. Somewhere in the middle of any two sides is the truth. It's a large, you know, large scale. It could be 1% either way, 50% either way, doesn't matter. So I, I would like to hear the other side. And those who don't, who, who want it, would want to quash it, even I would have to say, why? Well, let's find out what, what the other side has to say. And if it's full of, of poop, then we'll know it's full of poop. So You really like that poop? I, 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 I love the poop. That's weird. Did you see the video about the guy eating the horse poop? Yeah, Philly guy. Uh -huh. Apparently there's other videos too of that, uh, of not just that guy. Uh, well, you why? Know, you know, why are you eating horse poop? Even a funnier report was there was more arrests in New England than really, yeah, than in Philadelphia. Why? I mean, I don't know. Uh, did they? But they didn't riot in New England, did they? I don't know. If they did, no one like really covered it. They're too busy covering Philly. But I'm telling you, I think in about a week or two, when they get the facial recognition software tied into the CCTV cameras, they're going to be arresting a lot of people. <laughs> That's funny. Well, hey, we got something a little bit more local uh, uh, that's not that has nothing to do with the Democratic memo, and that's the Inspire Film Festival. Have you heard about this? Mm -mm. It's the second annual one. So it started last year. A uh, local uh, writer producer named Jane Menarvik wanted to put together a film festival that's a little different from the others. Usually, film festivals are all about new films, right? You know, the Cannes Film Festival, Sundance, uh, Telluride. You know, these are festivals that the latest movies come out. And, and they're uh, in competition in different categories. She wanted the Inspire Film Festival to be all the films, just had to have a, a, some kind of inspirational message, not necessarily religious, but, you know, just inspirational. It could be and any genre, documentary, drama, whatever, and from any time period. You know, it could be a 30-year-old movie. But if it has that, you, you could submit it to this festival. And last year was a smash success, and so they're doing it again this year, and it starts on February the 15th. It's going to run 15th through the 19th in the woodlands, various venues throughout the woodlands. And she's adding even more uh, aspects to it, some live art with it. A lot of the filmmakers fly in to uh, give panel discussions. Uh, I, I was really impressed with it last year, so I'm looking forward to it this year. I'm going to talk to them and see if they need a couple of, you know, judges. You know, maybe we can judge a couple of movies here based on their inspiration factor. Do you think we could do that? Yeah. Yeah? Think we could get away with that? I believe it. Yeah. We got to get our name out there for uh, for judging and stuff. Now, prefer, I personally prefer to judge, you know, barbecue and ice cream, but that's me. If you had a choice between, like, you know, 
judging food or talent contest or film festival? Food. Food, right? That's what I'm thinking. Every time. Every time. And talent show. Dep- well, depending on the talent show. No, then I'd, I, if, even if I was doing a talent show, I'd be like, excuse me, contestant, did you bring any food? <laughs> We'd love some food. We're not saying you'll win if you bring us food. We're just implying that. Yeah, it'd be good to have some food. <laughs> it, it would be good to have food, and we would be eternally grateful to those who brought it to us. Yeah, depending on uh, what the talent was, if it was like a competition for like uh, professional cheerleaders, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take that bullet. I uh, know, I'd yeah. ask food. Okay, you go for the food. I'll I'll, I'll judge the, the cheerleaders. You, you, you go for the food. We'll meet in the middle somewhere. Anyhow, moving on. It's, it's almost time to It's almost time to wrap up the show today. And uh, just to let folks know, we got a full lineup today at IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. Coming up next is going to be Chamber Chat with the Conroe Lake Chamber Conroe Chat. Chamber of Commerce. And uh, we got a guest, special guest coming in on Thursday. More on that on our Facebook, Mornings mm-hmm. with Lone Star. We're brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com. Conroe Coffee, they make the coffee that Conroe loves to drink. Visit ConroeCoffee.com. And then Centurion Wealth Advisors, building and preserving their clients' wealth and guiding them to achieve their financial goals. CenturionWA.net. Hey, Doug, do you think, there you uh, go. Do you think Centurion could... Give us some clues on the stock market, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, I know the big news now is the Dow went down, but I don't know anything about besides that statement I just made. I'm not even going to pretend to know that. It's and basically right now where it was two, three months ago. Okay. And who control? Who gets to put that up? Is it just a, some computer putting it all together? Well, yeah. I mean, the 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 score comes with the points come from it takes all the, all the trading going on at any given microsecond. And that's why it, that's it's weird. highly volatile. That's weird. But yeah, we, we could, uh, maybe JJ can uh, that's weird. let us know what the heck's going on here. Yeah, hopefully we can get that going on. Yeah. And then uh, outside that, I know we have to do a correction. We thought Black Panther was coming out last weekend. It's mm-hmm. coming out next weekend. I wondered why I wasn't uh, Yeah, I was really disappointed it. with that because I really wanted to see it. And then, How long uh, were you standing in line before you realized? Oh, no, I don't, you know, I check everything on the internet before I leave. Okay. So everything. I don't. I'm the guy that stands in line for 12 hours before I realize it's, you know, next week. But uh, you know a movie is coming out this weekend. I know you're, you're already going to go see. It's uh, Fifty Shades Freed. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. And uh, what I encourage everyone to check out if you're bored and you're on a computer, Jamie Dornan is the guy who plays the main Christian male Gray. role. Uh-huh. He is absolutely anti this movie. Like, you check out any reviews – or anything he like public appearances and he gets vocal about it, it is hilarious. Is this like Mark Hamill and uh The Last Jedi? So uh yeah, but not, not I think it's even worse. I think oh, he wow. like he won't even do I think he signed on for three movies and he won't do anymore. So if they try to do like, you know I, I can't see this one lasting beyond three. It's it's like the uh uh the Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe series. It can only make three it, it wasn't as popular as uh, they wanted it to be. Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah, it's uh, people like the the three movie, you know, the trilogy. Yeah, and unless it's a series about a particular character that can grow, like James Bond. Uh, otherwise, you know, you just want the three movies. And I can't imagine people going beyond the first three for 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 this, especially in the current Hollywood climate. Now, let's have a man, you know, totally emotionally jack with this woman. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, a weird movie. I've seen them, and uh, I, I encourage everyone to take two hours out of your time and check them out. But, uh, no, I refuse. 
I did I did see a video of Gilbert Gottfried reading passages from the book. Oh man. <laughs> I still don't know what the movie's about. I like I I didn't It's have, about him at breaking every rule of SM. I mean, I don't uh, there are rules, there are protocols and he breaks every that. I'm, I'm talking like I I legitimately tried to watch it and I was just kind of like where's this going? Like where's the conflict? I don't see any conflict. And uh But the I, handcuffs don't count as conflict? No. Okay. No. <laughs> and especially what's weird about this movie is you think you would be like not part of the Me Too movement. Because it's pushing that boundary every, like, that was the conflict was, is it too far? And I'm like, man, right in the middle of this Me Too thing. It's like, it's not a good movie to promote this is a too far business. <laughs> but uh, that movie's coming out. I know you're going to see it. I know you're really excited about it. And then the mo- other movie I'm really interested in before we leave is that 15 to seven, uh, 1517 Paris movie by Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. which features the actual men who were on that train in Paris who thwarted the... A terrorist attack or more just I guess an attack mm-hmm. so that was that's gonna be really interesting to use those people as actors and see how they do to tell this story because so they're playing themselves they're playing themselves yes wow uh, interesting so that's coming out and I I mean Clint Eastwood does have the ability to tell a good story mm-hmm. and he's a proven director so it's one of those benefit of the doubts it could be really subpar but at least they attempted something different than what we're that's when I would watch scene and uh yeah Kind of, you know, I was talking earlier about, like, the Harry Potter movie. You know, some of them you you will go straight through. I know that there were uh, several Lion, Witch, the Wardrobe books, like seven of them, but I don't think the movies, I think they stopped after three because I think people, movie-wise, just got tired of them. Um, so you can carry on the the, the tradition of, of extra books, but people ain't going to like the movies. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us today, guys. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. You can call in at any time. So if you're listening to the podcast version of this, just let us know what's going on. And we'd love to play it over the air. 936-647-3776. Please be clean. That'd be great. Uh, We're also on Facebook, Mornings of Lone Star. Just look us up. Again, today's show will be on iTunes and Google Play. And... uh, yeah, check us out. Follow us on Facebook, all that good stuff. Music bumper today was Justin Timberlake from the uh, Pepsi Super Bowl. So don't blame me for the audio quality. How about that? <laughs> uh, we are brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Centurion Wealth Advisor. Skippy, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Dick, I'll be here. And uh, for your weather report as we exit today, it is going to be a little bit more rainy and a little bit more uh, cloudy. It's uh, The high today is going to be around 70, low 41. We accept uh, rain all the way through today and tonight into tomorrow. So please be safe out there in Montgomery County. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Coming up next is, of course, Chamber Chat. Chamber Chat. Chamber Chat. We'll be back tomorrow morning. See you guys. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station 
at lscrstudios at gmail.com.